Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are here for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off like we always do with the weather heading into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 62 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is raining with a high of 80 degrees with more rain throughout the weekend. And in Chicago, Illinois, there are showers with a high of 48 and partly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, it's cloudy 56 with rain throughout the weekend. You know, I just want to point out here that it's, you know, we're heading into not quite mid-December, but, you know, we're, we're well into the month now. And it's still 48 degrees and 56 degrees here, like kind of in the central part of the country and the eastern part of the country i'm impressed it's weird but here it is where i live it's 27 degrees and we're not getting enough snow which isn't giving me job security which makes me mad <laughs> we need like a foot of snow next week a foot of snow i mean yep, we could al- we could always have mother nature we could always have a repeat of last year and get you know three four feet no, 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 no. I said one. Just one. Okay. I said one. Everyone heard it. One foot next week. One foot now, of snow. We're, we're marking it on the calendar. That we can't get a, we can't, I'm not here to say we can't get a foot of snow the following week. I'm, I'm fine with that, but not three feet at a time. Right, 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 right. Yeah, now three feet at do a we time. Have an there? I think we do. You know, three feet at one time. We, we saw how that went last time. Not too well. Not too well. Well, I have a meeting today with Mother Nature, and I'll make sure to clarify what I'm saying. If you're going to give us snow, not three feet at a time, three feet separately. Yeah, I think that's fair. Crystal clear. So that way no one comes after me with, you know, their weapons, their pitchforks, (laughs) you know, the whole nine yards. Make sure she delivers in three shipments. Not three feet at a time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, now you're. Hungry. <laughs> it's kind of like when you order a bunch of stuff on Amazon. Exactly. It's never all come in one box. It has to come in seven different bo- boxes. Yeah. It's wholesale snow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're gonna really dig into the business of it all. <laughs> Talk about the financials of it, should we? Yeah. Exactly. But you know. You weren't here with us on Monday, so, you know, we haven't seen you since, well, we saw you on Idiots of the News, but, um, but of course, on, you know, on the Wednesday show, we don't really catch up all that much, we don't really take the time, so, anything new going on? Anything you want to share with the class? No. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing going on in my life worth sharing. I mean, you know, I could explain to you my rage of how we're getting a dusting of snow, but we've already talked about the snow. The snow's come. It's gone. Yeah. So nothing to say. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this on Monday, if I remember correctly, but things have just been so quiet lately. Oddly enough, it seems like in a lot of areas uh, outside the podcast stuff and just in life in general, it's kind of quiet right now. 
and it just kind of you feels like that. About that. No, no, I'm not complaining by any means. I honestly enjoy it. Uh, it's nice to just take a little bit of a step back for the first time in quite some time because it's been insanely busy lately. But yeah, it's just different. Nick, it's the quiet before the storm, so you better knock on some damn wood. Yeah, I, you're probably right, and that's what scares me the most. I'm always right. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. But uh, but anywho, yeah, we have a lot of news to I get into. I do have something Let's... to tell you, Nick. Oh. I do, I do have something to tell you. Okay. I made cookies, and you can't Ooh. have any. That's Aww. my big exciting news of the week, everybody. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What kind of cookies? Chocolate. All chocolate. I I dislike you now. You won't even give me you know, one. You, you, you have your traditional chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And then instead, you make your traditional chocolate chip cookies. Then you add cocoa powder to that. Mmm, delicious. So why can't I have one? <laughs> I because feel I, said so. I I feel ripped off now. Too bad. Anyways, we have <laughs> too bad. Anyways, we have a lot of news to get into, Nick. Like uh, you said, and we may be getting closer to a breakthrough that could lead to the debt ceiling crisis that we have been expecting to next week to come to an end. There is currently a very complicated deal between Democrat and Republican leadership to avoid a United States defaulting on its debt on or around December 15th for the first time in history. There are a lot of moving pieces to this plan, so we are going to try to explain it the best we can so you understand that. First, if you have been following us here on the podcast or over on Medium, you know that the United States Congress is responsible for passing legislation to pay for our bills that we have accrued over the years. One of the ways they have been paying for those bills since the early 1900s is by raising or suspending the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is not an authorization of any new spending by raising or suspending the debt ceiling. Congress gives the Treasury Department authority and the tools it needs to pay the bills that we have incurred over the course of several presidents. Tuesday, there was a proposed deal from Senate leadership and both parties have suggested that they made a deal on passing a new law to allow a fast-track process to vote on a separate bill to raise the debt ceiling with just 51 votes, and that's one time only. This is where things get a little complicated. If they can agree to this bill, there would be two major votes with a lot of what-ifs at the end of it all. Vote number one would be the law that would allow the debt ceiling legislation to pass the Senate with only 51 votes. Keep in mind, this law needs to pass both the Senate and the House. Tuesday night, it passed the House with a vote of 222 to 212. The only Republican that voted for it was Representative Adam Kinzinger. In order for this bill to pass in the Senate, it needs 60 votes, which means all Democrats and independents and 10 Republicans would need to vote for this bill for it to pass. Now that we have covered that bill, let's assume that it passes the Senate like it did the House. 
Then we would move to vote number two, where Democrats and independents by themselves would have to raise the debt ceiling by a specific number amount. Then the vice president would need to come into the Senate to be the 51st vote. She would need to come in because since the summer, the Republican Party has zero interest in getting involved in raising or suspending the debt ceiling, even though it has always been a bipartisan process. Now, speaking of bipartisanship, a bill just passed the House this week with huge bipartisan support to spend over $700 billion. The vote was 363 to 70. And if you are wondering what they could agree to in that kind of numbers, that would be the national defense. Tuesday night, the House voted overwhelmingly to pass the NDAA, also known as the National Defense Authorization Act. The version that passed was definitely a compromise from an earlier version of the law. If you don't know what the NDAA is, it is a bill that must be passed every single year, and and it sets the budget and policy for the Defense Department. The bill that passed the House authorizes $768 billion for our national defense in 2022, and this includes spending for our military. This is actually $25 billion more than what President Biden had requested. This bill includes lots of items, but the most important ones are a 2.7% pay increase for service members, addressing the issue of military hunger uh, by requiring the Pentagon to create a basic needs program for our service members. More than $7 billion is going to the Pacific Deterrent Initiative. That program is meant to beef up the United States' posture in that region and to deter China. It also makes significant changes to the Uniform Code of Conduct. One of the most significant issues included in this bill is that it takes the decision to prosecute crimes of sexual assault and other serious crimes away from the chain of command, at least initially. Instead, the decision to prosecute is given to an independent military investigator in the office of the Special Trial Council for each service. A bipartisan group of lawmakers and other advocates say that this bill does not go far enough addressing the sexual harassment issue in the U.S. military. This NDAA also authorizes the Pentagon to study and conduct field investigations into UFOs. This bill now goes to the Senate, and it is unclear if and when they will take up the vote or if it will even be passed. The president's mandate for federal contractors to be vaccinated by January 4th has now been temporarily halted nationwide. This is the result of a ruling from a federal district court judge in Georgia who issued a preliminary injunction Tuesday as this case continues to play out. This case was brought up against the the government in seven states, including Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, South Carolina, Utah, and West Virginia. Tuesday's ruling expanded on the ruling we told you about last Friday, where a different federal judge in Kentucky also issued an injunction to pause the very same federal contractor mandate in only four states. Tuesday's ruling from the judge in Georgia expands that temporary pause to the entire country. The judge said that he did that to avoid any confusion. 
It is important to understand that none of this is over, and just because one vaccine mandate is either stopped or paused, it doesn't mean that all of them are stopped or paused. They are all different mandates and work differently. The White House continues to say that they will vigorously defend the president's vaccine mandate. After the call Tuesday with Vladimir Putin, President Biden warned Putin that the United States and its allies are willing to go much farther than they have in the past, imposing serious economic consequences that would weaken the Russian government. Tuesday was a rare two-hour and one-minute face-to-face meeting with an urgent agenda to talk to Russia out of invading the United States allies. The National Secretary Officer Jake Sullivan was with the president during the phone call. He told President Putin directly that if Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States and our European allies would respond with strong economic measures. The White House is concerned about roughly 100,000 Russian troops now at the Ukrainian border. Ukraine, a large former Soviet republic, wants to join the U.S. and most of Europe in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. In a statement after today's meeting, the Kremlin argued, quote, It is NATO that is trying to make dangerous attempts to expand into Ukrainian territory. Legally fixed guarantee excluding the expansion of NATO in the eastern direction, end quote. President Biden said no. The White House says Putin was deeply engaged and was direct. President Biden also threatened to send troops to the border if need be. The night before Instagram CEO was set to testify on Capitol Hill, Instagram said it will take a stricter approach to what it recommends to teens and encourage them to take a break after hours of prolonged use. The app owned by Facebook's parent company Meta is under the microscope out of concern of its impact on children. Moving forward, Instagram says it will point teens towards other topics if they appear to be dwelling on something and soon will roll out controls along parents to monitor the time they spend on Instagram. With this new tool, parents will also be able to set limits to how long their teen will be able to use Instagram. Leaked internal documents showed that the app encourages prolonged use and can lead to some teens even considering suicide, something that the company disputes. In the Senate hot seat, Instagram pushed back against claims that the app can be toxic for teenagers. Instagram is addicted. Respectfully, I don't believe the research suggests that our products are addictive. Instagram's CEO first appearance on Capitol Hill follows leaked internal documents that we just explained to you moments ago. The CEO told senators Instagram supports an industry-wide practice to best determine the best practices for safety issues like verifying age, age-appropriate experiences, and effective parental controls. We have to reach the point where we realize some real bad stuff is happening. And... Um, You're the new tobacco, whether you like it or not, and you've got to stop selling the tobacco. Ahead of the hearing, Instagram did release new safety tools that would encourage teens to take breaks after prolonged use and soon will roll out the first set of parental controls. Senators were not impressed by the company's actions, though. For me, 
This is a case of too little, too late. Three hours a day. Is that a good use of kids' time? I'm a parent. I ultimately think that it's a parent, that a parent knows best what's best for their team. So the appropriate amount of time should be a decision by a parent about the specific team. It is another indication of bipartisan support growing for regulating big tech, particularly when it comes to kids and teens. Well, that is it for the main news. Now let's move into some rapid. U.S. employers posted 11 million open jobs in October, nearly matching a record high reached in July, and it's a sign that companies are confident enough in the economy to expand, and that's according to economists. President Biden held the very first democracy summit hosting over 110 countries this week, lasting three days. Nick, what do you got for good news for this beautiful Friday morning? All right, so there was a woman working at Duncan in Ohio, and she had been evicted from her home. She was going through a lot of financial troubles, and a customer came to her rescue. Her and this customer had been, you know, chatting whenever she'd come through the the line, and, you know, they would always talk, and she found out about this worker's troubles and, you know, all the struggle that she was going through and left a note saying that if, you know, she ever wanted her help to just let her know and, you know, she'd make something happen. Well, the worker took, you know, took the offer and so this customer went to work and actually contacted a ton of different community groups that she had, you know, been linked to or had worked with in the past because she had done social work in the past and managed to get this Duncan employee an all-new apartment uh, for her and her three children just before the Christmas holidays. Not only did she get her the apartment, she also got the apartment fully furnished through a few other organizations that helped out, and the rent is currently being paid for the time being by a separate organization as well. So this customer... Just to uh, kind of summarize everything, this customer who had been chatting with this employee for a while moved the employee and her three children into a new apartment for, you know, for free. You know, she More was like exp- moved heaven and earth. <laughs> no kidding, right? Like, did all of this asking for no money, no charge, no, no nothing. You know, just did it out of the kindness of her heart, and um, this customer and, and her family celebrated with the employee and her family as they moved everything into the apartment, and uh, so they will have a home for Christmas. Talk about an all-star customer. It just shows the connections that can be made between employees and customers at these types of locations. I think Duncan should give that customer free coffee for the rest of her life because she moved heaven and earth to get, a, you could pretty much say, a total stranger into an apartment for free. It, it's insane, right? Like, you obviously don't expect things like this to happen. And for 
that customer, you know, merely by chatting with that employee, again, it just shows the connections that can be made because just chatting like that, whenever the customer would go through the line, it, it just created this bond between her and the employee and, you know, really allowed for something like this to happen. It's huge. You know, it, it's so heartwarming and it just shows like, you know, what people are willing to do and, and the kindness that still exists. Kindness still does exist. It is out there. Sometimes it's, you know, hard to find it in nowadays, but it is still out there. I agree with you. And that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you come back Monday morning for an over the weekend news to get you all ready for your work week. Follow us on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news and check out our personal accounts to see what we are up to. But until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.